Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. I'm Robbie. And I'm Sammy. We're starting a new podcast. This is Leonora Shelfo, and you're listening to You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast, presented by the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Instagram at BoogeymanPod. Yes, so if you like horror movies, scary movies. We are both big horror fans. Mm-hmm. Check it out on all platforms wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget, everyone is entitled to one good scare. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon. Welcome, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com after the show and check it out. Yes. Yay. Sammy, we're, what are we talking about today? Because we're in, we're in Julie Andrews month. Yes, we're still in the midst of Julie Andrews month. And we're going to do the Princess Diaries. Ah. One and two, one and two, both. Yay. <laughs> I'm so excited. I love these movies. I haven't watched it in so, so long, too, and it was just fun. Oh, so much fun. I will randomly put on Princess Diaries 2 mm-hmm. just randomly because I can mm-hmm. I can just let it go in the background and listen to it and just mm-hmm. I love I love that movie. Mm-hmm. It, it it is probably I like it better than the first one. I think I said that in my notes actually. So when we get there, I'll double check. I think I wrote that down though, too, which is kind of funny. I guess not really knowing us, but yeah. Yeah. Of course we agree. Right. <laughs> of course. Or whatever. We don't the only time we haven't agreed is like a few times in Star Wars, and that's it. Yeah. And even then it's not really that serious. Like on solo is serious. Well, you're just wrong on that. So I mean the rest of Star Wars fandom thinks you're wrong. So listen, listen. That's what we should have asked Isaac about. When we interviewed him, we should Crap, have asked We should have. What do you think about Han Solo? Well, we'll have him back sometime so we can do a, a discussion about Han Solo. Isaac, if you're listening. Just FYI. What's your, and what's I'm so thought? sorry. And if you're listening to this, that interview will be airing in November. Oh, yeah. Because I just realized this is still September and we're just talking. My bad. We, we, have, we have a new friend, new Star Wars friend, mm-hmm. who we did an interview with, but mm-hmm. he is... 
yeah, you'll hear from him in November. But if yeah. you, we're coming on in what? September this month? this month. So this month. I have no idea the date because he did not specify, but possibly go to Ike's Flame. We might be on one of his episodes as of today. Let me check it out. I don't think so. I think his newest one was KS2O. Yeah, but but September, this is September 3rd in real time. I'm talking like when this airs. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, which That's is not right. today. <laughs> nope, not today. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. You people. are right. K two S two. My coffee out. apparently hasn't kicked in. It's Anywho, okay. Anywho. Julie Andrews month. <laughs> Sorry, Princess Diaries. Okay, let's 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 just get started on the first yes. one. The first Go original Princess Diaries. Okay, so this movie was released on August third, two thousand one. And the film was an unexpected commercial success, grossing over $165 million worldwide. Which um, the queen is in it. How would it not be successful? How people? could you not go see Julie Andrews? Exactly. 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 I just, I don't know what they're thinking, but anyway. I don't either. So getting these summaries was a bit of a struggle for me because I didn't, I didn't overall like any of them that were on IMDb, but then it was just too much work for me to keep looking. So I took this one from someone named Robin. Thank you very much. You posted this on IMDb. I have no idea when, but thank you. This isn't bad. I read it. This one. No, this is the best out of the choices. The IMDb like one that was like the little summary was awful. (laughs) I was just like, nope, (laughs) I need to find something else. So next we'll go with Robin's. Mia Thermopolis, who is Anne Hathaway, of course, is an awkward San Francisco teenager, and she's just learned that her deceased father, Philippe Rinaldi, was the crown prince of Genovia to keep the royal reigns from passing to another family due to broken but due to a broken bloodline. Queen Clarice Rinaldi, who is, of course, we call her queen, but officially she is Dame Julie Anders. We can just call her queen. Clarice seeks (laughs) seeks the favor of her estranged granddaughter and hopes that she will take her father's place as the crown princess. While Mia contemplates her future, her grandmother insists on turning her from a social misfit to a lady fit for the throne. What these two discover about each other is that blood is more important than blood lines. That's so cute. I love them together. It's so much fun. So for my, I'm doing another podcast now with my husband. It's a horror movie podcast called You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast. It's not family friendly, just FYI, but just throwing it out there. But we do a lot more. (laughs) Sorry, Ashley's just shaking her head and you can't see her if you're listening to this. But we do a lot more in-depth like movie stuff. So I started looking for things I don't normally look for when we're doing this research. And one of the things that I look for for that show is taglines. And this one had some fun ones. So this would be on the movie posters and whatnot. Yes, I like these taglines. Exactly. So the tagline for this movie was, she rocks, she rules, she reigns. And if you've never seen a poster for this, you should look it up. They have this really great movie poster of Julie Andrews as queen. And mm-hmm. and in front of her as princess, but she's got these sunglasses on and the headphones, I believe. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. headphones, right? And then yeah, it just shows the difference. And it's mm-hmm. it's such a good poster. I, mm-hmm. It just sums up. We'll, we'll post it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll post it for it. you guys. Such a good, yeah, such a good poster. 
So the director of this movie was Gary Marshall. And that's important because he's actually the reason why a lot of like Julie and well, Anne was kind of unknown, but especially Julie Anders came on board because Mm -hmm. she wanted to work with Gary Marshall. So he's very key to having this movie put together. And I love this tie in because we're talking about Gary Marshall being the director today and he will pop up next month in Hocus Pocus. (gasps) That's right. Numero uno. Don't know about number two since it's not out. Can't say. But he will be in the first Hocus Pocus. He'll make an appearance there, which is just fun. Trying to remember what character he was. He is the devil. The devil. <gasps> yes, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. He's also he also makes an appearance in. Does he make an appearance in this one? No, it's the second one. He makes an appearance in the second Princess Diaries too. I don't remember if I put his cameo in here or not. I mean, I don't it. think he makes an appearance in the first one, but he does no. in the second one. I'm sure he. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Yeah, so anyway, yay, Gary Marshall. May you rest in peace. But I so I guess he couldn't be in the second one, right? Because they just filmed it. <laughs> I just not yeah. realizing that. I guess they could have like used old footage or something, but yeah. yeah. Never mind. I'm sure he's not in the second one. <laughs> I didn't not. really think that through. I'm like, oh no, he died. I in, forgot like, he passed away. I just popped in my head, like he's he's passed. Okay. Anyway, so continuing on with the cast. <laughs> as we said, we have Julie Andrews as Queen Clarice, obviously, and Mia's grandmother. Rinaldi. Yes. Clarice I love saying Rinaldi. that. Rinaldi. Anne Hathaway is our leading princess lady, Mia Thermopolis. Oh, so much fun. I just mm-hmm. love her. I'm so glad they cast her. Hector Elizondo, I think. Elizondo. I hope I said uh, Sure. We'll go with that. I'm so sorry, Hector. Anyway, he's Joe, who... who I also love Joe. He's such a good character in both of these movies. He's the head of security and the the limo driver, but basically he's head of security and secret. Honestly, he, he's been great in every movie I've seen him in. I know. He's I love him. Woman when he, pops up. And just, mm-hmm. he just, he's great. Which some of these actors and characters such as Hector came from Pretty Woman because Gary Marshall also directed that. So yep. There's mm-hmm. lots of times that I did not include all the Pretty Woman references because it was just a lot, but there's and they're not really family friendly sometimes. And it's not. So I was like, I'm just not going to touch it at all. But just know that there's a lot of crossover <laughs> with is. jokes and whatnot in there because of the Gary Marshall tie in. So, yeah. yeah. Heather Mata, I know I'm going to say her last name wrong. Mata's Matarezo. Matarezo? Rezo, I believe. She's Lily, the best friend of Mia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to go yep. with that. Robert Schwartzman was Michael. And Mandy Moore, what? Mandy Moore, Mandy Moore. This is her first, her first movie, correct? Because she did this before she went into Walk to Remember? Yes, we decided that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was in this before. (laughs) And I love her. She's awful (laughs) in this entire movie. She's the worst as the the lead cheerleader. But oh my goodness, I just love her. She is, I love Mandy Moore. Love (laughs) her, love her, love her. Eric Von Detten was Josh, her crush. What a loser. That's all I'm going to say about All I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. Caroline Goodall. So sorry. Was Helen mom for Mm -hmm. Mia. Let's see. Patrick. I have no idea. Fluger? Fluger? I think it's Fluger. Fluger? I forgot about it. (laughs) Yeah, it was Jeremiah. I thought he was a friend. Yeah. Friend. Because didn't he like 
He's, I can't decide. I still cannot decide if they were like kind of dating or not because Lily kind of gave him a lot of sass. But I think he wanted to date ball together and stuff. So I'm like, "Eh, you're kind of dating him. But he doesn't pop up in the next movie. So I guess no, he doesn't. But he had the bright red hair and he's he's an interesting character. And I I like him on screen. He was cute. He was a cute little guy. Sean O'Brien was Patrick O'Connell. That's me as English teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward. <laughs> Sandra O, oh, who's like a big deal now, but one of many on here that went to become a bigger deal. She <gasps> was the vice principal. Right. And yeah, and just she blew up. So Kathleen Marshall was Charlotte, who is Clarice, like secretary assistant, whatever you want to call her. I love her. And she's also Gary Marshall's daughter. What? She so is. bringing it. He does this a lot. A mm-hmm. lot. He brings a lot of family members and friends into his movies. Oh, so, I wish I was one of his family members. And paid to be, yes, friendly and are related to Gary Marshall because you would pop up in things for sure. And then Mindy Burbano or Burbano was Anita, who is a gym teacher. I just wanted to credit her because she's like the only grown up <laughs> that actively through the entire movie was really trying to help Mia out. I feel like, like, like really, I mean, her mom was trying, but then her mom was a little flaky sometimes. And then you got, Oh, her mom's an artist. Yes. And then the, yeah, she's, yeah. And then you have queen, obviously queen Clarice Rinaldi, Uh but she was a little salty at times because, you know, she's queen and stressed out and whatnot. And we can forgive miss, miss queen julie andrews for her actions Mm -hmm. but i just the gym teacher every time i saw her on screen i was just like you're like the only one who's really really invested in trying to make sure that mia is doing okay when you're on screen she saves her at the beach she's so kind to her in gym class (laughs) and mia sucks at literally everything she does yep yeah just so shout out to the gym teacher you you missed somebody who did i miss that you wanted to talk about and I can't remember his actor name, and I'm trying to find him in the, the list. Character. Paolo. 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 He does the hair. Oh, he's... shoot. Paolo. I Girl. didn't forget him. That is yes. Larry Miller. Yes, he's like a, like a, he's in a lot of things, too. He is. He's in NCIS. He's in both of these movies. He's yeah. in um, 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 10 Things I Hate About You as the Father. Mm-hmm. He's in Pretty Woman. Hence why he popped up in here. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. He's in a lot of things. But he he's is. like one of my favorite. I'm like, looking yes. at this list, I'm like, how do you You know, know what? Probably when I copied and pasted, I got to a certain point and I was just like, I stopped looking. Well, they, actually... they listed like everybody. And I'm just like, I don't... He's actually uncredited on IMBD. Oh, so maybe it wasn't my fault. No. Oh, I'm like him. looking through this list. I'm like, where is That's he? Where so is interesting. he? He's all down at the bottom. I mean, he has a small part here. But it's a decent part. I mean, he freaking yeah. makes over. That's a big scene. Yeah. He has a bigger scene in Princess Diaries too, which I, I mentioned in my thoughts. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Paolo. Yeah, like, but that's, oh, Paolo. That's why. So it wasn't my fault in my copy and pasting. Okay. It, no, I didn't say I didn't think it was your fault. No, but I'm I just, just like, like you missed him. Or they like, missed that's him weird in the list. That I would have just not copied and pasted his name though. I mean I got the gym yeah. teacher and I didn't get him. Okay. But. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> so there we go. Paolo as well. All right. Okay, so there's lots of fun trivia for this movie. 
some let's just dive in okay so this is the theatrical movie debut of Anne Hathaway yes and now she's a big big star and this is where she got her huge Mm -hmm. this is it this is where she started still love her in this movie Mia is 15 years old and then by the end of it she's like two weeks from being 16 but in Mm -hmm. real life Anne Hathaway was 17 years old but that makes sense because they always down a little bit so not too surprising, but I was just curious how old she was in this movie because I knew she's older than us, but she's not like crazy older than us. How much know. older than us is she? Well, I, that's a lot of math I didn't do. It's okay. I I'll think she's going to be 40 this year. I think she was I saw born that. in 82. Okay. So, yes. So she's five years older year. than me. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Right here, yeah. Six years older than me. Yep. So she's so. right around her age, which is probably one of the reasons why we love her too, because we can relate we can yes to this uh, during auditions Anne fell out of her chair and she was admitted immediately given the part as clumsy mia thermopolis and that just makes me laugh that's amazing <laughs> uh, it's so perfect yeah because it's so mia it literally is mia mm-hmm. yes as Anne is mia mm-hmm. yes really and truly i think she is in fact, the scene where Mia slips and falls on the bleachers was real. I think a lot of people know this, but it just yeah. makes me laugh. And actually slipped on a puddle while she was doing this scene. And director Gary Marshall thought it was so funny that he left it in the final cut. And it's so great. I feel like it's when perfect. you know it and you rewatch it, though, you can really see the actors. They're <laughs> like, know, yeah, and how Heather is just like, are you all right? And then Anne just starts laughing and she's like, what's okay just like basically like do your next line it's yeah. fine keep going <laughs> but the way she did it they were able to keep it in which is great yeah so, kudos to Anne too in the moment mm-hmm. being 17 and being able to do that very, yeah I know and your first impressive. movie too mm-hmm. very impressive mm-hmm. another funny thing is that when Mia accidentally sets the man's <laughs> arm on fire during the dinner the flames were supposed to go out when he put his arm in the ice bucket but they didn't <laughs> So Anne Hathaway picked up the glass because she panicked and then she threw the water on it and none of that part was scripted. <laughs> I forgot she set someone on fire in this movie too because she does it in the second one as well. She's just special. <laughs> yeah. Mia slash Anne. Yeah, but Mia. Yeah. yeah. Mia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it's that scene is also funnier knowing that you know the ice bucket thing and then that she's the actress is like it didn't work nope <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so funny i just love that gary left stuff like that into i might have so to watch it better. again today mm-hmm. oh boy so gary marshall wrote the retainer scene after learning that anne hathaway had worn a retainer when she was younger but found it difficult to speak while she was wearing it so anne hathaway brought in her a real old retainer for this scene Oh, again, silly things like that that just get into the movie. It's, it's well, and funny. it works because she's a teen. Like this she's is a, a teenager. teenage girl in the movie, and yes. it's a teenager playing, like an actual yes. teenager playing her. Yes, it works. Yes, it's it just perfect. So authentic. Mm-hmm. It's so perfect. Mm-hmm. Now for her hair, in case you were wondering, <laughs> Anne had to wear a thick clip-in hairpiece, which makes sense because look at it. It's yeah. Insane to give her hair that big, bushy, crazy appearance. And the hairpiece became known as the Beast by the cast and crew. (laughs) Her pre-makeover eyebrows took an hour to apply because each tiny hair was individually glued on. Insane. 
insane. That part I did not know. And that's insane. That's, I can't imagine how long she sat there getting eyebrows put on. Why? I, I don't know. I mean, I do know because they went, I mean, they go close up and they pluck individual. For that scene, yes. I'm like, I get it makes that. Sense. But I'm like, did you do it for every, every scene? Time? You couldn't just make up it in there? Like, that just seems like a lot, but. I know. I guess to be authentic. There you 90s go. 90s and Disney, they were authentic. Okay. Oh boy. So it was Anne Hathaway's idea that the brush should break in her hair at the start of her makeover. Yeah, that that's a good idea. Super hilarious. I love that part. One of the cats who played Fat Louie was actually Anne's Aww. cat. And I'm just like, that's so cute. I did not know that. But a total of four cats actually played the feline. And they each had a special skill. So, like, one of them could sit. One of them was, like, laying down. Like, yeah. you know, they're each kind of trained for a different thing. So. Yeah. But it's just so cute that one of them was hers. I love that. The picture of Mia's deceased father next to her music box is Anne Hathaway's real-life father. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. And right. he also appears to be writing the letter to her while fishing. And I'm just like, that's so cute. I love Aww. it. Love okay. it, love it, love it. Love it. When Michael comes with Mia's car, Mia is watching one of the deleted scenes from the movie. It was also Hathaway's idea to have the pore strip on her nose during the scene, <laughs> which is like the most awkward moment in history. I'm trying to remember that scene. Like he just shows up at her weird house, you know, there, I don't know what townhome i don't even know how to know it was it. a fire station i know but like i don't know what you would call it nowadays i know it used to be a fire station a loft they live in it loft there we go yeah a loft, loft is a good term i will take because that. they have the the well, like, they live up. upstairs and downstairs mm-hmm. is like her studio so yeah. i would say mm-hmm. a loft yeah but yeah he just pops up there randomly and she's huh. i didn't realize until i read this i didn't really look that she's watching a deleted scene from the movie but yeah that's interesting yeah i agree Michael's band Flypaper is singing the song Blue Side by Robert Schwartzman's real band Rooney, though in Rooney, Schwartzman plays guitar and vocals, not the keyboard and vocals. Hmm. And I know this because Rooney was one of my favorite bands when I was younger. I still actually listen to like their first and second albums. I don't remember you liking that band. I don't remember you talking about it. I probably didn't because everybody else was listening to garbage. I don't know what we were listening to you know what it probably was with no i did but with aubrey i probably talked to aubrey more about music actually than anybody else growing Mm, up that makes sense because she and i had a lot of similar like opinions whereas everyone else was like listening to rap and stuff and i was just like i'm not not you no not you no no no, not you okay i'm like yeah i was country but i wasn't really in a country either but i was like aubrey and i were on the same vibe because we went to an all-american rejects concert right after we graduated high school we drove to indianapolis oh that's right i remember you guys doing that yeah see we were on the same vibe with that but like some of our other friends they're listening like hip-hop and rap and i was not listening if i didn't go to camp i probably would have asked to go with you guys on that concert that would have been a fun concert it was a lot of fun and you would have made it better always always always. (laughs) but yeah so Rooney I don't really follow them too much anymore but are they still going I think they still put out some music every once in a while I check on like YouTube music I don't know when their last album was there are some bands that I grew up listening to or listened to early college and I check on them once in a while I'm like oh you're still putting out music and I have not been following you I'm a terrible fan apparently Um, not really into it 
I don't know when their last album. 16 was okay, their last album. Okay, so not album. super recent then. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but they got a single from 2021 and 20. They've done singles. Some stuff. Okay. So there's some stuff. Yeah. The last single was 2021. And honestly, though, like with Rooney, I didn't. This wasn't the movie that made me follow them. They were in the OC. <laughs> going back. Going back to that. They made an appearance in the OC and then that's when I heard them and I was just like, because I watched the OC for like a hot second and yeah, and then that's when I liked them because yeah, surfer boys and California boys and and all that I definitely was into for a minute. Uh, We all were. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was a thing. (laughs) Yeah, I rewatched the OC. We rewatched it a couple years ago, actually. I got something funny to tell you about that, but off screen. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, so we'll continue. Moving on. But back okay, to, uh-huh. hold on. I, back to Michael. Yes, uh, Michael. Uh-huh. I think I have a very unpopular opinion about Michael. I don't I know. I don't think he's attractive. He's, he's okay. Like, okay, I mean, I'm glad you're somewhat with me here. But like, yeah. they're, they put him in here because he's supposed to be, like, he's supposed to be the, the, I know he's not supposed to be like the Eric Von Detten of the movie, Mm -hmm. but usually, usually they're picking someone who is still Mm -hmm. attractive Mm -hmm. for the movie. And I just did not find him attractive I guess it was like the band thing was supposed to be his big appeal. He's in a band and stuff. But that didn't even appeal to me. (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's okay. He's, he's not my favorite. I do like Eric's looks better, but I didn't like his character. Well, to be honest with, to be honest with you, I didn't really like either of them. Eric's a little too pretty. Yeah, he is a little bit. Especially they put it up in this movie, like, you know, cranked it up in this movie. But if I had to pick, I would pick nobody in this exact collection. Really, if I'm being honest, I would not pick. I was really happy in the second movie when Michael was not in it. I'm like, thank you, Lord. Yes. (laughs) I need need a heartthrob here that I can latch on to for this movie. And it's... (laughs) It's not realistic to have, like, they like to do in movies and shows and whatnot. It's not realistic to have the high school crush or boyfriend or whatever continue on and you're 21 years old. Mm, That's not not realistic. No. Mm -mm. So, yeah. That part I also appreciate. Okay. I'm glad that you're on the same page with me on that. Yeah. No. Um, I'm over here. Because Mm -hmm. I just, I don't hate him. I just, I'm like, you're just not, no. Mm, No. No. Wasn't mine, and that was weird for me because you know I like I like my type back then mm-hmm. was dark hair, dark eyed, good boys. And yeah, he still just did not make the cut. Yeah, no, he's okay. Uh, but anyways, sorry. so the <laughs> the autograph seekers, Lily and Charlotte, are Gary Marshall's twin granddaughters. Yeah, so cute. Also, one of the buildings in the school was the Lily and Charlotte Grove building. Mm, there you go all these family ties popping up popping up of course so Anne Hathaway and Heather not gonna try her last name again so Anne and Heather Anne and Heather (laughs) (laughs) became good friends during the filming of this movie and they still keep in touch to this day and they want to be friends basically forever and I was like I love it their friendship is almost as long as ours I love it I was so happy to read that that's just so special that they (laughs) met and they bonded as two teens on this crazy movie and Mm -hmm. yeah oh my gosh oh it's amazing oh so we're gonna get into some julie andrews fun yay dame julie andrews jewelry and tiara for the final part of the movie was five hundred thousand dollars five hundred thousand dollars half a million dollars worth of real 
Diamonds on loan from Harry Winston. <laughs> Anne Hathaway's tiara was made specifically for her and was considerably cheaper. <laughs> Instead of diamonds, her tiara was composed of cubic zirconia. They, they were really like, we're not giving this 17-year-old anything. But here you go. Here you go, Dame Julie Andrews. She's queen. She exactly. is literally queen. I can see it. I, you know what? We're going to overthrow our government and we're just going to make Julie Andrews the queen of the United States of America. Just be in charge. I can get yep. behind that. Yep. Mm -hmm. And we'll figure out a way to keep her alive forever. Yes. What's going to Sounds happen. good. Sounds good. <laughs> Let's get on that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, so the on-screen relationship between Queen Clarice Rinaldi and Joseph was not scripted. Not Joey. Joseph. Mm -hmm. No, it's not Joey. <laughs> The dance scene and the underlying affection was added by the two actors. And I thought that was really nice. Uh, According to Hector, we felt that a romance after 50 was important to tell and can be sensual while keeping your clothes on. And I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. It is such a cute relationship because I, I like, I, I didn't notice their relationship in the first one as much as the second one. Like when well, I was younger, I was so focused on Mia. Yeah. But now mm -hmm. I look back, I'm like, oh, yeah, it and is pretty one, I just, mm -hmm. they're so cute in the second one. I just love mm -hmm. it. I just love their relationship. It's great. So nice. I'm glad they, the two of them came together and they were like, we yeah. should add this to the, the characters. Yes. I love it. Yeah. <sighs> So another fun fact, which is one of my favorite facts, actually. I love this. Probably my favorite fact. So this movie was filmed on stage two in Walt Disney Studios in Burbank, California, the same stage on which Mary Poppins was shot. What a callback. What a callback. The rental house in which Andrews lived while filming Mary Poppins was lived in by Gary Marshall while filming this movie. There's another tie-in right there. And it was only natural for Disney to dedicate this stage as the Julie Andrews stage in 2001. Of course. The dedication was nostalgic and celebratory with Roy E. Disney, Richard Sherman, and Dick Van Dyke joining her at the event. I am in goosebumps right now. It's so lovely to think about that. That her, her special friends from that movie that was such mm -hmm. a big deal for her came mm -hmm. and... They dedicated a whole freaking stage to her. And Roy was still around to be able to do it. So it's an actually a Wonderful. Disney, like a Disney yeah, family you know, member and, doing it. Yes. Mm -hmm. But Roy was mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Cause yeah. obviously we don't, we talk a lot about Walt's involvement. Cause Walt was, you know, Walt, Walt, but Roy is obviously always there mm -hmm. for this. We've, we've talked about budgets and, and all that. Yeah. I'm sure we talked about Roy a lot. But in I mean, the... like in Mary Poppins, we don't really talk oh, about him, but gotcha. I can't imagine that Roy wasn't in the background looking at some of this nonsense <laughs> while I was trying to put together, like, how much is this going to cost? Okay. Really? <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, especially with the whole like Disneyland thing and Disney World thing roaming around the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. He's also probably the one behind Walt being like, why are you still messing with this nice mrs travers like just leave oh her gosh, alone can like, i can roy. see roy being like what are you doing that's what we needed in saving mr banks we needed some where's roy at because you gotta yes. you're, you've gotta be right that he's just like walt walt it's Stop. been how do you probably did this after like two years it's it's no just leave her alone and 20 years later here we are 
But I guess Walt could say, I told you so, because, you know, he, he got it in the end. Mm-hmm. He did. Okay. So this movie and the second one oh. was also co-produced by Whitney Houston. Did not know that. Right? What? Who knew? Did not know that. Yeah, so she was a big deal behind the scenes. In fact, there's a very memorable moment on set of The Princess Diaries where Houston and Julie Andrews sang Happy Birthday to Gary Marshall. No. Now, where's the video of that? I know. I want to hear. I would love to see that. Are you serious? Houston and Andrews together. Like, that has to be fantastic. Imagine. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) Cannot imagine. Oh, magical. Oh, boy. So this movie and the next movie are such 2000s nostalgia. Okay. That was like our time. All right. We have Mm -hmm. so much fond love for the 2000s. We do. And movies like this with girls like this around our mm-hmm. age, that's that's us. We're relate. Mm-hmm. We can relate to them and the storyline and the awkwardness and, you know. So it just brings up such great movie memories. What? I forgot there was an Eric Carter song in this movie. Yes. So I looked up some of the music because, you know, I'm sitting there bopping along and I'm like, oh, this just brings the feels back, right? So one of the big songs is Supergirl that was written by Crystal Harris, who we actually looked up right before the show. And mm, she hasn't done anything since 2001, which is anything. around the time this movie came yeah, out. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a big song for her. A little bit of a one hit wonder. Yeah, Sorry, exactly. but the song is very catchy and still uh, in yeah. my brain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. after all these years. As we said, Blue Side was his, which is a Rooney song written by Robert A.K. Yeah. Michael. They didn't really sing in there. They just played a little bit in the garage. Yeah. There's a Nelly Furtado song, trying to, trying to find a way. I hate some of these song titles. I forgot Nelly Furtado. Nelly Furtado is another one of those, like, I definitely associate her with just the 2000s, like, early 2000s, yeah. and that is it in my brain. Yep. That's it. Wake Up by Hanson. Hanson? <laughs> Hanson, what? Oh, my gosh. Oh, what a throwback. That's, there's a classic. Every time I see Mbop on, like, TikTok, I just watch the video. It doesn't matter what they're doing, because I'm yep. just like... Jamming along. Okay. Uh, we have a little bitty pretty one by Aaron <laughs> Carter. Of course, Aaron Carter. Oh, geez, Louise. Aaron Carter. Oh, anyway, boy. Split Personality, which was performed by Pink. So there you go. Yep. We still love Pink to this day. I am still a big Pink fan. Love her. Still listen to it. When she puts out current music, I will still listen to that. Mm-hmm. So she's one I've kept Same. up with. Of course, Mandy Moore in the movie, right in the middle of it. Stupid Cupid. Stupid Cupid, stop hitting on me. No, Stupid Cupid, stop what on me? I don't know. Hitting on me? Stupid Cupid, stop picking on me? Picking on me? Maybe. Now I got to watch the movie. I don't know. If I'm watching the movie, I could do it. But right now, it's not not in my head. But Mandy Moore, of course. it's so high up there. Like, I was very flat there. Yeah, and... (laughs) Mandy Moore still puts out music too, so it's worth checking out too because she is amazing still to this day. Phenomenal. I, she's a great singer, and I love her voice. But mm-hmm. I have always preferred her act, like her her film work, than mm-hmm. listening to her music. I love listening to her voice, but for mm-hmm. some reason, I just well, I enjoy her as an actress more. I will. Her newer music, I think, is more mature because I mean, honestly, I she was like to her newer music yet. Well, the, these days when this movie came out, it was very much the bubblegum, cutesy, you know, mm. pop music. Well, she was is, trying to. It's not her fault. She was competing with 
Christina Brittany, and Brittany. Christina and yeah. it, it, even like things. Jessica Simpson was Jessica not Simpson. doing well no I'm not saying that she I, I thought Mandy was doing better than Jessica in my book but it, they were competing with these two pop queens who are still pop queens to this day mm-hmm. and it just she couldn't at least in that time period I didn't think she could her music could compete so that's why I was happy when she started acting because she's a great mm-hmm. actress I you go from this to then walk to remember which walk to remember is just Oh, yes I can't like it's amazing insane. I I really think it's because whoever was in charge of her they were not going in the right direction with Miss Mandy Moore because she clearly can do so much more than what yeah. they gave her this is true it's not just this and I think people forget about that it's not the singer especially when they're teenagers no. they're not making any sort of calls like no. it is all somebody else telling no. them what to do telling them how to sing mm-hmm. pushing them and pushing them, them and yeah they don't really get to make those decisions until they're older and know how to like take back their voice. Like Taylor is doing with redoing all of her music and yep. mm-hmm. doing everything on her terms. So it's it much just... different nowadays where the performers are actually much more in charge of what they're yeah. doing. These were all cookie cutter. Just pop them out. Every studio. Mm-hmm. Every they label. all started the same. All the labels are putting out the same. Yeah. Nonsense. Mm-hmm. Oh, miracles happen. That was performed by Myra. That's another classic sticks in your ear forever, I feel like. What makes you different makes you beautiful by the I Backstreet Boys. Oh, I love Backstreet these guys. boys. What? I love them. I still love them. Yeah. Love it. Love were it. you on back? Okay. When I, we were hanging out with our certain friend, I don't want to say your name on the podcast. No, that's fine. Were you team Backstreet Boy or team in sync? I did tend to listen to more in sync, but really and truly, and I listen. Her were team Backstreet Boy, but I listened to both because I'm just like the music is good, and I don't know why we have to argue about it. Now we're all old and like for real, like you don't need to pick. It's fine. We're we're not you know twelve. It's okay. Even no, they didn't t- fight. <laughs> Even they didn't fight. Like it's such. And they it- have the same manager. Like come on, that's just stupid. Well, for me, what it was is like, I think it was, I was annoyed with like Justin Timberlake and not his person, but his like in sync persona mm-hmm. annoyed me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Like, I like him as a singer now. I, I mm-hmm. think he's great. His music's great. But I just, their person, because boy bands back then had like personas for each person. They did. And I felt like NSYNC's personas were so falsified and fake from themselves. Mm-hmm. And Backstreet Boys just seemed a little bit more real. Mm-hmm. That I think that's why I geared towards Backstreet Boys. Because I didn't want to deal with the cookie cutter fakeness. Because AJ was still, AJ was his own bad boy self. He didn't change for the mm-hmm. band. Yeah. Brian, he did Christian music after they broke up for a little bit or went their separate ways for a little bit. I like, did not know that. Like, yeah. He was a Christian artist after that. Like he, wow. yeah. and just, it just, I don't know. There was just something about, I think it was just the personas is why yeah. I just couldn't stand. <laughs> yeah. I just went yeah. back and forth. Cause I was just like, yeah, it's not that serious. As a and the only song I really like is bye, bye, bye. Yeah. And I've tried listening to their other stuff. I just can't. But I mean, it. whatever was on TRL, I would watch. We'll just say oh, that. See, I never watched TRL. Oh, I love TRL. Good old days. Definitely saw some interesting videos on there, though. I do miss the music videos, like the music video channel. 
just watching music videos and seeing what's coming out. I would, yeah. Like now I have to go to YouTube if I want to see anything. And I know, and I'm time, like, they're not even good anymore. And that's so much work. I don't want to have to like look because then I got to figure out what artist I want to look at. Like, I don't want to mm. do all that. I don't want to do all that. Yeah, just give me some no brain channel and let me just watch it. Well, nowadays, all the music video is, is them sitting there singing with people dancing around them instead of like showing fun things like they did in the 90s. I'm like, well, what happened to good music videos? And Taylor Swift made one that was like a movie. It was like nine minutes long or something. Oh, the All all Too Well. Yeah. I watched that. Holy crap. She directed it. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Well, it's, it's literally about her relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal. She puts things in there that happen between, holy crap. It's, but that- nobody does that i feel like no not anymore no so that's probably another reason why i still like taylor swift because i'm like look at you doing someone did there was a couple of country singers like you wouldn't know because you didn't listen to country Mm -hmm. but there was a couple country singers like in the 90s who did that they would Mm -hmm. do like eight minute music videos because they would actually turn it into Mm -hmm. because country music back then was actually like stories right and they would change them into stories into the music videos and i miss that so much it's very different nowadays (laughs) i miss it yeah yeah anyways we got on a tangent we did and we have so much to talk about still we haven't even gotten to the second movie so yes we haven't even got to our thoughts yet should no. i start yes please do please okay do. i'm sure i will agree with like whatever probably love this movie Anne yes. and julie are a great match together mm-hmm. they were perfect kind of person for this mm-hmm. for these rules why did i put rules match together for I think, these you roles. Roles I, think I meant rules you did yeah i think the teenage humiliation in this movie still stings when I watch it. Like it is still relevant to today. Like I watch uh, it and I'm like, oh, 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 yeah. So I remember that. I remember uh-huh. that humiliation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So I think this movie still holds up in today's standards when it comes to teen humiliation and mm-hmm. the loveliness. Yeah. Uh, Lily is such a fun character. Yes. I love her so much. Um, I have more thoughts on her, but Sammy has some things that she has that I'll just kind of add on to. Okay. <laughs> Sounds um, good. Joe in this movie is great, or as Mia would call him, Joey. He's like, mm-hmm. no, Joseph or Joe, not mm-hmm. Joey. I love that <laughs> bit. <laughs> just his straight face through the whole movie, just and how much, even though he has like this stern face, you can tell he cares. You can yes. tell he, he's kind of is taking Mia under his wing as like a yep. granddaughter. It's really mm-hmm. cute. So wonderful. <laughs> and we already talked about it, but Mandy Moore plays a great snobby teenager. Like Love it. there is a specific person in our high school that she reminds me of. And so she wasn't in high school with us. She only went through middle school with us. But mm-hmm. like, I remember watching this and like, that is like exactly what I've seen in our high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll tell you who it is later. Okay. I'm very curious now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you'll remember her or not. We'll see. But she's, she's such a great actor. She's, I think she's so much better as an actor than a pop teen pop sensation. We already talked about that. And I love her voice. Her voice is amazing Mm -hmm. still, but her acting, like she did this, when to remember chasing Liberty. Mm -hmm. I forgot about that. I think so. Chasing Liberty is like one of my favorites. There was another one. I know she's fantastic in this. This is us. I haven't sat down and watched it yet because I'm scared that I'm going to cry every. Oh episode. no! You so, will just literally like every episode. You're like, well, okay, I need to do something now that makes me not want to go like off myself because I'm so depressed. 
I swear. Yeah, see, this is why I've not watched that movie because uh, some of it was you good think cries. It's like that, some of it I'm going to cry the whole time. No, seriously. Some of it was good cries, but Mandy Moore in that, I'm just like, what in the world, lady? I just yeah. cannot believe her acting. Yeah. But this was the start with her being so rude. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this, it's just, it's a great fun movie. If you yeah. have, if you're listening to this and you have teenage girls or younger girls who have not seen this yet, it's on Disney Plus. Get in there and watch it. It's Please. so good. These teenage girls are gonna love it. I actually might make my middle schoolers watch it. It is such a good movie. It is movie. so good. Both it of them. Such a good movie for them to watch. So yeah, and and there's some other things I love. And Sammy puts put you put them in there in mm-hmm. your thoughts. So I'm gonna let you. Okay. And I'll just kind of agree. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> so yeah, still love this movie after all these years. I've already said it's like big nostalgia for us in particular because this is when we were growing up so definitely have the relatableness in there so lily i do love lily and i prefer lily in the next movie for -hmm. certain reasons because okay so she's like jealous of mia and i get it like oh my gosh my best friend is a princess and i'm here like a loser still at school Mm because that's that's how they were treated where i don't think they're losers but that's how they're treated at school is very poorly and i get it but I wish that they had not went in that direction with Mia and made her so mean to Mia because I'm like, obviously Mia is struggling a lot with whatever's going on. And Mia did some really, oh, I almost <laughs> did some crappy to her. <laughs> the word was not coming out. So I was like, nope. I saw you. I saw it. I'm like, she is about to. <laughs> okay. Disney podcast. Bleep. Okay. Mia did some terrible things to her. Like she blew her off for the TV show. And that was, that sucks. Okay. She shouldn't have done that. That was terrible. But then when you look the next day and see what they did to her at the the beach with the pictures and everything, like it's awful. And as like, I just like putting myself in Lily's shoes. I would have first of all been like, are you a princess? Okay. So do I get to ride a limo every day with you now? Do I get to come see the castle? Do I get to come meet your fantastic grandmother? Can I do princess lessons with you? Please include me in this entire life that you're now. Now, if I was Mia, or if I was a princess and you were best friends, I would bring you along and be like, yes, so over all of that. Yes. She's like my sister. So she has to be a princess too. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I would be like, please bring me. And even like Mia's, okay, so Mia got the big makeover and it shouldn't all be about looks and that's superficial and everything. Yeah. But it did make Mia feel better about herself. Give her confidence. Yes. And I think that is always a good thing. Yes. You don't Mm -hmm. want to be superficial. And I get Lily's kind of point with that whole thing. But at the end of the day, you should be happy that your best friend is feeling better about herself. More confident is getting through life easier than she has been. She's not invisible, although kind of went the wrong way. Really and truly. Yeah. 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 You know, things happen. But I just wish they had maybe given Lily like a little bit of the jealousy, but turned it around and made her a little bit more supportive and involved in it rather than Mm -hmm. all these scenes we got where she's just yelling at her. And I'm just like, she is Louise. But at least Mia yelled back at her and was just like, listen, I need you to knock it off. I Mm -hmm. don't appreciate this and the way you're talking to me. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, I remember watching with Lily and I I remember like understanding Mm -hmm. because- and I agree with you. I feel like I wish they would have went a different way with the jealousy, mm-hmm. but it kind of makes sense because literally both of these girls 
have been outcasts their whole life. Mm -hmm. They're trying, and and Lily's more of, so Mia's more of, she has no choice. She wishes she could change herself, but she doesn't know how. Mm -hmm. Where Lily puts off this persona, like she wants to be different. Yeah, true. wants us not to look, she does not want her and her best friend to look like this status quo because the status quo are horrible, horrible people to them Mm -hmm. and just horrible people in general. So I get where she would yell at her but you could also see underneath it all that I think Lily is probably the part of the jealousy she wishes she had the confidence to change herself Mm -hmm. and she doesn't know how to do that Mm -hmm. and because she's a teenage girl and her best friend who not nothing against me and and her best friend but it it almost seems like before the makeover Lily probably controlled the friendship yeah, I would agree with like that. Like, if you look at that, Lily yeah. controlled the friendship. Yeah. And when Mia finally gets this confidence, I think Lily's also realizing, like, I'm losing. She thinks she's, it's not that she thinks, it's, she's losing her best friend, but mm-hmm. subconsciously, she's losing control of her best friend. Yeah, and being and able that to kind of dictate those what they rips. do. And yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with that totally. But again, they're supposed to be 15 years old, so this happens. It does. I mean, it it's, happened in our friend group. We had friends like that who growing tried to control and our friend, each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think almost every friend other than you tried to control me at one point in time. Yeah. I, I guess that's just what teenage girls do. Mm-hmm. So glad we're not in that anymore. Uh, this is why I relate with Mia so well, because I kind of like a lot of the stuff she was going through, I felt when I was in mm-hmm. high school mm-hmm. and with not you, never you, mm-hmm. but just some of the other girls that were no, in I get it. Totally, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally understand. That's, yeah, again, that's why I love Mia too. So relatable. Mm-hmm. So where am I at? Uh, okay. Michael. All right. So, yeah, again, I would not pick either boy in this movie. Again, looks wise, yeah. Yeah, we kind yeah, of established yeah. for rap. Yeah, we've established. That. That. And there's nothing, nothing against them, you know. No. That's your cup of tea, whatever. But, the general idea, Michael was very nice to Mia. He invited her places. He's very awkward about it. He obviously liked her. He was interested in her when no one else saw her. So I love that whole idea. Okay. That is adorable with the whole Michael thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it annoys me that Mia is like, oh, is this like a date when you're inviting me to come watch your band? And I'm like, okay. And then two seconds later, you're at the beach on a date with the worst yeah. boy in the entire school who's just trying to use you because he's mm-hmm. popular yeah mm, mia mia but again teenager that's what mm-hmm. that's, that's what happens right well when the when the hottest boy in your class gives you attention and you, you like never had attention and you like him yep. i mean that's where you're gonna go i i probably would have done the same thing i can't i can't hate on her too much just because of that i i understand especially her being invisible and now she's not invisible the popular boy wants to take me out at the and michael is lily's brother correct yes older brother so that's the other thing yes he might be (sighs) she's probably thinking in his head a lot of this stuff that's going on is because Mm -hmm. she is lily's best friend Mm -hmm. right exactly yeah but it's okay mia you are forgiven however However, what is However. up with this garbage pizza? Okay. I don't know. As I said, a crappy pizza covered in M&Ms would not have won me over then, no, now, ever. ever. You can't eat that garbage. Are you serious? <laughs> Why didn't they spell it out in pepperoni or like any of the other 800 million pizza toppings? I don't toppings? remember why they used M&Ms. 
I don't know if it's even referenced why they used M&Ms. And he, I, he clearly doesn't eat it. He just like runs away and goes to the ball. But still, I just, it bothers me so much that that is what they did was they, they used, that they used M&Ms. I just didn't understand it. So she decided that the pizza would have a major role. M&Ms had to pop up somewhere on the script. In the movie, when the audience first meets Michael, he has the candies scattered on his keyboard and he plays on it and as he plays on his computer. Oh, so apparently I like candy, too, but not on my pizza. They are a thing with him, but they didn't make it very clear in the movie. No, it's it's not clear. And again, I like candy. Okay. You're going to catch me buying some Halloween candy here any day. All right. And eating half of it before Halloween. I like candy. And you know what else I like? Pizza. You know what I don't like? Candy on pizza. Because it doesn't make any sense. No, chocolate on pizza? Ugh. Unless it's like dessert pizza. That's different. And that pizza had like nothing on it. It was just like, like, well, it just looked disgusting. Yeah, it was horrid looking. It was terrible. Whatever. (laughs) Super awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and then my final thought was there are no words for Queen Julian Deuce because there is not. Uh, yeah. She's just magical and I love her. And always when I watch these movies, I'm just Ditto. like, so Julie had to do like no prep, right? Because this is just how she is. <laughs> yeah. This, this is, is just, how she sits and she moves and she talks, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In my head. Well, I, I was on TikTok. So I, I have a couple drafts ready for this month in, in mm-hmm. TikTok because, or well, they're out now. By theory, yes. Yeah. <laughs> they in theory, be. they are out now. Yeah, yes. But they are like her doing interviews, and I'm just like duetting and watching her. And she's like, this. She just sits so elegantly yes. at these interviews, and just she she is. Are we sure yes. she doesn't have royalty in her background? Somewhere? No, she like, literally is a queen. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, that's. Oh this gosh. is just. This is probably another reason why we love it because we're like, yep, this is like love Mary Poppins, but this, this is yeah, this is Julie Anderson. Yep. yep. No acting. Nope. This is just Julie. She's it. not playing Clarice. Clarice no. is playing Julie. Yep. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Glad we agree. <laughs> Royal engagement. <laughs> Woohoo. Princess Diaries 2. We need to keep going because we're already an hour in. <laughs> we are just talking way too much about this. Okay. okay. There's some stuff you could probably cut out because we kind of went on. We just wandered off. Like yeah. High and and whatnot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So Princess Diaries 2 was released on August 11th, 2004. And this movie did not make quite as much money, but it made $134.7 million worldwide. So still a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the day. Yeah, still still yeah. a lot. Still still good. Yeah. And let's be real. Normally, second movies never perform the same as the first movies. That's just well, like. Well, the fact that they put it in the theater. And didn't do that thing. Coming to video, I don't. Yeah, we probably were DVDs. It's yeah, two thousand four. Two thousand four was DVDs. Yeah, Disney makes that announcement. Coming straight to video on August eleventh, two thousand four. Princess Mia is back. <laughs> That's Disney for you. But yeah. this was a good one. Glad it was really released worldwide in theaters, as it should be. See. So our summary for this one was anonymous. They had no name attached to it. So thanks okay. anyway. Anyway. Got it from IMDb, so there you go. Princess Mia Thermopolis is now a college graduate and on her way to Genovia to take up her duties as princess. Her best friend Lily also joins her for the summer. Mia continues her princess lessons, riding horses side saddle, archery, which is hilarious, and other royal activities. But her complicated life, 
of course, is turned upside down once again when she not only learns that she is to take the crown as queen earlier than expected, but she also is to be married before this event. And this is such a cheesy, typical, like Disney, it is Hallmark movie, like <laughs> thing. Like, oh, I have thirty days to find a husband, but or, it didn't end how a Hallmark movie which would have ended. I always appreciate about this movie. Yes, I appreciate this it. so much. Yes, <laughs> but it then just it just makes me laugh because I'm like, I love this kind of nonsense. <laughs> I have two days to find a husband. Oh no, yeah, great. I'm watching it all the way through. Super. So this movie had a couple of taglines and I liked all of them for one mm. reason or another. So I included them all. First one is you are cordially invited to the Royal event of this season, RSVP this summer. Sounds good. Love it. To get the kingdom. Wait, hold on. Yeah. No, that's what it says. Okay. To get the kingdom of Genovia, there's just a little hitch. I ah, get it, get it. Okay. Did you gotta get hitched? Oh, it's so funny, Disney. So <laughs> this funny. next one's my favorite. She needs the rock to rule. <laughs> this... She needs the rock to rule. Oh, these are so funny. Okay. I love it. Oh my gosh. It can take a lifetime to find true love. She's got 30 days. Oh, that one's okay. The throne is all hers, but there's a little hitch. There's that hitch again, Disney. There's that hitch. Oh, boy. I can't believe they did so many taglines. I know. They must have had a lot of different movie posters out for this one. Or when Possibly. it released on DVD and stuff like that, too. But, yeah, it made me laugh that there were so many of them for this. And the last one had one. But the one was perfect on the last one. So, guess mm-hmm. you didn't need the other choices. Once again, we have Gary Marshall back directing. Of course, of course. Which of is course. probably why they all signed on. Because... And we have Anne Hathaway back as Mia. Julie Andrews, of course, is back as Queen Clarice Rinaldi. Hector is back as Joe. We have John Rice Davies as the Viscount Mabry. Heather is back as Lily. Chris Pine, what? Chris Pine is here as Nicholas Devereaux. What? what? Chris this Pine. first movie. I know it is. I know. Love him. Mm. oh boy no oh boy we'll have some stuff about chris pine so oh yes callum blue was andrew jacoby uh caroline made her return again as helen aka mm-hmm. mia's mom meredith patterson was lady Alyssa. Mm-hmm. kathleen marshall was back again as charlotte because of course she had a return yes. joel mccrary was the prime minister kim thompson is elsie Tom Poston is Lord Pal- Palamore. And then my <laughs> other favorite random guest in this is Raven mm-hmm. Simone, <laughs> which I wish she was in this more. I know. As Princess Asana. I wish, I wish I know. she was in this more, really and truly, because I just love Raven. Raven mm-hmm. you know. She's great. Mm-hmm. But at least she was in it for a key scene, I would say. So, all right. Ready for, for a couple trivia? of key scenes. Yeah. Uh, heck yeah let's go well there's one in particular i'm thinking of but oh well yes yes yeah you know yeah, yeah i know yeah all right so as we said this is the theatrical movie debut of chris pine love it love it love it so glad he made his way into our eyeballs and hearts mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, thank you disney Anne hathaway's mother was the choir director in the movie so we had her oh. dad and now we have her mom. I'm just like, oh, look at Gary. Just like you said, he's a family man, obviously. 
her mom's funny in that then yes <laughs> did a good job she cracks me up yeah so <laughs> it's yeah good casting I guess good go with that so in the beginning scenes when princess Mia is explaining what has gone on since the first movie she says she and Michael broke up and he's touring with his band which is true because Robert Schwartzman declined to do the movie so he could focus on his band Rooney which was touring the country so he really was not available regardless so but again, he could have potentially been in it but I don't know the whole plot thing though it just it I feel like this was better he was in it this is better he shouldn't have been in it regardless because I feel like if he was in it they could just be like well we've been dating let's just get married and it'll be it fine. wouldn't have been the plot yeah it unless the plot this. would have been getting him ready to be king like to be not king but maybe they but would I, have to get him royally ready but this is so much better because then we're still focused on Mia I, and oh Queen I know and, I know yeah but that's what I'm saying like if he was in the movie it would have to be a totally different storyline because yeah. she's already somewhat ready he is nowhere near it yeah no this is yeah I'm glad you're on tour yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> At the Royal Garden Party, Princess Mia asks a guest how her three grandchildren, Lily, Charlotte, and Sam, are doing. And these are the names, once again, of Gary Marshall's three grandchildren. Of course. And the guest was of his course. wife, Barbara. Yeah. Again, in the family. In the family. Yep. The jewelry. Well, he probably doesn't have to pay him. Yeah, I don't know how that works. <laughs> That's a good, good point. Saving money. <laughs> you're, you're in Budget. my movie. This is it. Okay. This is all you get. You're in my movie. The jewelry used by Princess Mia Thermopolis and Queen Clarice Rinaldi was all real. So Anne did not get shafted in this movie. This she, time. They finally trust her. Mm -hmm. A guard was actually on set the whole time. And the most expensive piece is obviously the necklace that Queen Clarice is wearing at the wedding. Because Duh. of course... Queen Julie Andrews to get the most expensive one once again. Of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now this, I did not believe when I read it. So I went digging a little bit more and I confirmed this information on D23's website. Okay. It says Dame Julie Andrews performed her own stunt in the mattress surfing scene. And that I just, I didn't, I didn't believe it, but D23 said it. So. That I did not just go off of IMDb. I looked it up because I was like, no, <laughs> she did not. <laughs> she did not do it. But that's what they said. That's what they said. I still oh. cannot imagine that they did not have a stunt person involved at some point in time because I'm like, you really wanted to risk her falling down that freaking slide on a mattress. But I don't know. Maybe they had her strapped in real good. I don't know how they did that scene. So, yeah. Huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, moving on. <laughs> anyway, continuing on with that scene, the scene actually evolved after a conversation between director Gary Marshall and Anne Hathaway as she explained that she used to do that with friends as a kid. I'm like, yeah, probably okay. much more dangerously than whatever they managed to set up for the movie. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, so this is another fun Julie Andrews facts. Oh, there's so many nice things about her. Dame Julie Andrews loves fresh flowers. I could totally see that. Oh, and she yeah. convinced director Gary Marshall to use only real flowers in the arrangements inside the Rinaldi castle. During filming, she was constantly adjusting the arrangements and removing dying blossoms. I'm just like, oh, Julie. Well, even in the movie, you see her like a couple times. That's real. Messing with the, the arrangements yeah. Yeah, like so on just, film. She's just like, listen, we got to fix this. I just love Julie. Oh, my gosh. 
it's fantastic. It had to smell like amazing in there, but that uh, budget for imagine? fresh flowers for the whole movie. Listen, holy crap. <laughs> if Julie says it, Julie gets it. it. Okay. <laughs> Disney was like, all a, right. This movie's about Mia, but let's be real. Who's the real star of this movie? Did mm-hmm. Disney said, okay, okay, queen. Yes. We shall get you yes. fresh flowers. No problem. She oh, should but- be in charge of Disney instead. Oh, could you imagine? Oh, she do such a great job. Oh my gosh, it'd be amazing. <laughs> mm, next petition. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so this is like the best moment ever in the movie. Really and truly. Yeah. And I know this is like Ashley's favorite thing ever. So it is. the song Your Crowning Glory was the first time that Dame Julie Andrews had sung in public or on screen since her throat surgery in 1997. That's a long time. She nailed the song on the first take and obviously brought tears to the eyes of the crew. Duh. Of course. Could you imagine being there? Oh my God. I just. <sighs> I would have become a blubbering bee. Insane. Insane. I cannot imagine. Mm-hmm. Oh, so she sings the song with Raven Simone. And she actually helped compose the song which i did not know and it's so funny because obviously in the movie she's just like i don't know these words what is this mia and she's just like oh no worries we got it but in reality she and herself make the the song what it was so uh, she came up with the back and forth banter between queen clarice and raven and i thought that was hilarious that she was so involved in it that's great and report reportedly when raven simone was told she'd get to sing with dame julie andrews she was so moved she started crying she wouldn't be human if she mm-hmm. didn't start crying oh but any you, singer worth their salt knows the right, importance would be of super, that moment yeah super like emotional about it but can you imagine being raven i'm je- i'm jealous and they're just day. like like at your age you know yeah oh my, oh my gosh and they're just like so by the way we have this song in the movie that you get and to sing with her. With Julie Andrews. What? Mary Poppins. What? Oh, dream come true. Oh my gosh. Dream come true. I mean, if I was Raven, be like, and I have hit my peak of my career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that We're is done. all I need to do in life. I'm good. Done. I can go retire. <laughs> We're done. I'm good. Bye-bye. Yep. <laughs> oh boy. So Hannah Schneider, who played dancing princess Hannah in the slumber party sequence, is Dame Julie Andrews' granddaughter. Adorable. Oh, love it. Another family member. Oh, and in case you missed it, Stan Lee makes an appearance in this movie. Oh, he's so random. I have no idea. No, why? Why? But he <laughs> was the wedding attendee who acts like one of the Three Stooges. So, like, he watched the Three Stooges, and that's the English he knows. That was Stan Lee in case you missed it and didn't recognize him. I remember seeing him in the movie. I'm like, what is Stan Lee doing in this? Movie? I don't know what he's doing in this, but I love it. So there you go. There's another outside of Marvel Stan Lee reference right there. Yep. The Princess Diaries to costume designer Gary Jones said that more than 50 costumes were made for Mia. I can see that because she's her dresses pretty awesome outfits amazing in this movie she looks constantly beautiful in this so constantly good job Gary wonderful yes. I'm sure he was he was probably thrilled because in the last movie he got to do some of it but you know it was so much of like those school costumes which was yeah. just boring and in this it's like Mia's going to this party in this event and blah blah mm-hmm. blah oh wonderful 
And he said that the red dress that Mia wore to her 21st birthday party was inspired by Audrey Hepburn's red ensemble in Funny Face. And it gave me a very like Audrey Hepburn vibe. So I'm like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I can see it. The funny thing is the red dress is actually my least favorite of her outfits. It wouldn't, I probably wouldn't pick that one. No, but it didn't remind me of Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, my my favorite is the one of her, the the dress she wears side saddle when she's Mm -hmm. going side saddle. That is a fun dress love that dress yeah that is i would wear it Mm -hmm. all the time her her wedding dress though i was just like her wedding dress is very simple and beautiful and i loved it i loved the lace and all of that i was just like oh i remember when the movie came out i'm like oh i want that for my wedding dress i don't anymore but i i love it i do love it yeah Mm -hmm. so pretty so good anyway Okay, so the <laughs> Disneyland Hotel, first of all, what the heck? Where's the Disney World version of this? But okay, whatever. No, well, the Disneyland Hotel, it literally is in the archway. I don't care. Entering Disneyland. Like you wake up and you look outside and there's the park. I know. But I looked at this just, up. This is what we need to do when just, we go. But Disney World still needs, okay. So the Disneyland Disney Hotel. Disney World does need it. Yes, the Disneyland Hotel has transformed a bedroom of the presidential suites into a recreation of Princess Mia's suite from the movie and includes set pieces from the movie. And I want one here that I can't afford I and I still couldn't stay in, but I, I just want to know it's here if I wanted to. That's it. That's they it. should put it in the castle. Well, they're not going to do that in the castle, though. They already did all whatever nonsense they did in there. With that there might be more space they could probably do another there might suite. be you're right there might else be. is in that castle there's so much going that thing is huge since we're not allowed to go wander around in there you know whatever disney but yeah they don't make enough money mm-hmm. and this last bit just made me laugh so in an article published in variety in 2015 to mark the 10-year anniversary of the release of brokeback mountain yes there is a tie-in we're coming to it Director Ang Lee said that he was unfamiliar with Anne Hathaway before her audition. Oh. And he was told by the (laughs) casting director that the next actress coming in to read was going to apologize for her clothes and makeup, but to just let her do it and get into the reading. So that was because Hathaway was auditioning for Brokeback Mountain during her lunch break from filming The Princess Diaries 2, which was also on the Universal lot. And according to Lee, she read for the part wearing heavy makeup and dressed as a princess. And that just made me laugh when I read that. That's hilarious. Well, she didn't have a choice, right? I mean, that's when they could squeeze her in for the audition. And when she was available, then it is what it is. She was in that movie. Yeah, she's in that movie, but does not look like a princess. So well, no, she did not fit the the look, but I'm sure her acting was on par as always. probably yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So once again, this movie has some like awesome music to it. Of course, again that 2000s nostalgia. We have "Breakaway" by Kelly Clarkson, which this is the one. This is the one that I didn't realize Avril Lavigne was one of the writers on it. I didn't know that Avril helped I did write not this. know that. Originally, so she was now. going to sing it herself, mm-hmm. but decided it didn't go with her genre. Probably like her vibe, image and stuff. Whatever. Image. Yeah. Yeah. Because Avril is, you know, Avril. <laughs> so I could see that yeah. with this song. 
There's a song, Let's Bounce, which is performed by Christy Carlson Romano, who's another big Disney person. What? Yeah. Love her too. She's hilarious on TikTok. I love her. Oh my gosh. So funny on TikTok. Yeah. So if you don't follow her, I would recommend it because she is super funny. I need to start listening to her podcast. I list, she has two that she does. She does one with Will Friedle, which mm-hmm. is about voiceover acting. And then she does another one where she kind of talks to like child stars like her. And they, mm-hmm. they kind of, it's called vulnerable, I think is what it's called, but they kind of get into like the nitty gritty of growing up and their struggles and all that. And it's, it's very interesting. She's, mm-hmm. she's fascinating. I, I just, yeah. Yeah. I just uh, love her. And Will is a part of the Boy Meets Girl, Boy Meets World podcast. He's like us. Like, let's just do too many things. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Will Will's doing the Boy Meets World rewatch, which if you have not listened to, I also highly recommend that podcast since we're already off topic. I highly recommend that one too. It is. It's fantastic. Super interesting to listen to them talk about it and interview guests. And yeah, it's a good show so far. So. And they're very early in it, so you've not missed much. There's still a lot for them to cover. We're still in the first season, which Boy Meets World has like 8 billion episodes, so they're going to be doing it a while. Yeah. Mm. Well, I just find it funny. This is off topic, but the TikTok, there's a TikTok of one of the episodes, mm-hmm. and Danielle confessing that she had a huge crush on Ryder. It's so funny. Danielle, though, who didn't? She dated Jonathan Taylor Thomas because his they were like next door for filming, and I'm just like this girl. She's so lucky. She dated Lance Bass from NSYNC. Well, well but that they went that to didn't work together. so well for her. They no. just did an interview with him, and I feel so bad because I'm just like poor Danielle. Just he didn't know, and she didn't know, and I'm just like, oh, that's. She because she literally thought she was gonna like marry him, and I'm just like, oh no, oh no, no, no you're <laughs> like, not. No, Sorry, no, honey. No, it's so terrible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. Oh, Anyways. Oh, I always get what I want performed by Avril Lavigne. So she did make an appearance in the mm-hmm. movie. Trouble performed by Pink. Once again, she's in the last mm. movie too. Your crowning glory, as we already said, Julie Raven course awesome this is my time performed by raven simone only i decide Lindsay lohan what got she sang for like two minutes and one of her songs is in here and so yeah there you go Lindsay lohan making a comeback and because you live performed by jesse mcgartney who honestly i forget about him but i'm i'm sorry i just <laughs> I do. I forget about him that he was I think around. He's married. He probably is at this point. I think he life. is. Yeah. Well, no, not everyone around like our age is Look married at, him. at this point. In the Look set. at him. Look at him. Whoever have got a hold at, of him. Have you looked at Chris Evans? Chris Evans is beautiful and he's still single. Uh, Chris Evans has his dog, though. I think that's why. <laughs> he's like, I'm good. I got the dog. Well, and a lot of people don't like it's it's funny to hear people talk about like I've been listening to McCartney since he started. I'm like, well, I've been listening to McCartney since he was in Dream Street. So, oh, shut up. Dream Street. <laughs> Oof, boy. I still have that CD. I found my old I, CDs and there's Dream Street. I'm I like, was oh, not. Yeah, I did not get on the Dream Street bang, bandwagon. I so did. That's probably why I forget about that was, McCartney. 
Dream Street and Aaron Carter were kind of out at the same time. And mm-hmm. that's when I kind of, and they were our age. So that's when yes. I listened to them yeah. mm-hmm. and I loved it. And then as they, as I got older, I kind of veered off a yeah. little bit. I still listened to Jesse when he started his own music, but mm-hmm. it was just like, it's one of those like cringe nostalgias of like mm-hmm. hmm, Dream Street and Aaron Carter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Ooh, thoughts. Yes. Your turn. I already said this, but I, I like this movie more than the first one. I can watch this on a loop. I love it. Mm-hmm. Chris Pine in this movie, he is like, when he comes in this movie, he is this undiscovered heartthrob. Like so a true. lot of girls did not notice him until he went into Star Trek. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Honey. Where have you been? I have noticed him since he was in Princess Diaries too. Where, Where have, have you been? been? He like, was, a, oh my gosh. I am an OG Chris, Chris Pine fan since oh. the beginning. Mm-hmm. I've seen him in, almost, in a lot of his stuff. Mm-hmm. For sure. He, it just, he's, there is, I don't know if this is, I think this is true from what I understand. It was in an interview with Chris. Mm-hmm. He didn't know how to flirt on screen during this so movie. Funny. And Anne had to teach him how to flirt on screen. Oh, this, I don't know if this was true. I think mm-hmm. it was. I think it was an interview that he like was telling about this, mm-hmm. but I'm like, <laughs> Chris, oh, Chris, Chris. you're so cute. And now you look at him and he's like this big heartthrob on scene. You're mm-hmm. like, hmm. yeah, he's definitely Chris- figured that out. He did. He figured it out pretty, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And just the character he plays, it's, it's that it's kind of our first look into kind of enemies to lovers yep. for Disney. Yep. Like mm-hmm. he, they are, they are against each other, but mm-hmm. they, they fall in love through it. And it's just so adorable. I love it. I love it. It is. It's, oh. Of course, Julie Andrews sings. We've already yep. talked about it, but yep. it's worth mentioning a billion times. Iconic. Mm-hmm. Still jealous to this day of Raven. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, for mm-hmm. any true, true Julie fan, this is such a moving scene. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it, it's not, when I'm watching this scene, I don't see Clarice Rinaldi singing. Mm-hmm. I see Julie Andrews. I right. see our Mary Poppins. I see our, oh shoot, what's her name in Sound of Music? Oh, Marie. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's something basic. What is it? I'm like, I see Maria. I see Julie when she's singing in this movie and it's just so great. Yeah. I agree with all of that. Secret passageways, castle suites, and flaming arrow archery. I want to go to Genovia. Genovia looks like a lot of fun. At least the the castle. It definitely (laughs) looks like a lot of fun. See, I want a castle. (laughs) I like the secret passageway. <laughs> I'm really into the secret passageway things always get me. Like, always. I, love it. I, want, I want secret passageways in my home. I want mm-hmm. to design and build my home with secret passageways mm-hmm. so I can just kind of pop up places mm-hmm. and, you know, spot. if I had kids, then I'd be able to spy on them. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. They would not know about it. Yeah. They would just cover it them. one day and be like, mom. I'm like, what? I didn't know and about that. Sure you were do- I don't know what's going on. <laughs> mom, you built the house. No, I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) But I just, it's just such a, uh, I don't know what it is. There's something fun about going to a a mythical different country Mm -hmm. and seeing all these things happen. And you're just Mm -hmm. like, I just want to go. I want to go live there. I want to go there. That'd Mm -hmm. be fun. I agree. It does look magical. The scene where they are choosing princes. I love this scene. They're eating the pear popcorn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Does this popcorn taste like pears? Nova specialty. Yeah. I'm just like, uh, what? 
<laughs> okay. But they are choosing the princess and William, Prince William comes so up. And I remember funny. this in 2004 because mm-hmm. Prince William, for our younger ones who are listening to this podcast right now, he was the bee's knees. Everybody was, loves him. Everyone wanted to mm-hmm. marry Prince William. It yes. was a thing. Yes. And it's just the very much the 90 girls reaction in yeah. this. Like they were not reacting as characters. They were reacting as normal teenage girls who mm-hmm. wants to be queen yep. and a princess. Yep. Personally, I always prefer Harry. I thought Harry was always cuter than William, but yeah, I can't say that. Yeah. I'm, I like oddball boys. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that says about me. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Hopefully. Yeah. Anyway. I love the the scene with Paolo mm-hmm. where they're getting her ready for her wedding and they're doing it first, like the picture reveal. Um, she's like, I look like a poodle. Very cute poodle. Mm-hmm. But the, my favorite one is the moose. I look like a moose. Yes, but a cute moose. All the boy mooses go, wah, wah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Oh my God. I love it. It's just, and it's part of it's like Anne's look too, when she's just like, her face is like, and I'm like, yes, that's the face. Yep. yep. What is happening on your head? <laughs> well, I'm like the very end. He's like, I am so confident. I use my own pictures. Yes. <laughs> and his little assistants. She does really look like a poodle. Yeah. It's crazy. Like it. <laughs> it's like the whole scene is just so. Amazing. I just the spray in the face is what gets me every time. So <laughs> oh my goodness, he's hilarious. Oh, he's so, so funny. funny. Uh, spoiler alert: If you haven't watched this movie, instead of Anne getting married, or mm-hmm. sorry, Mia getting married, yeah. the Queen and Joe get married. Like yes. that. See, their whole relationship through the whole movie—it's so cute and it's so like heart tearing because mm-hmm. you see that Joe just really just wants to make her happy and be and mm-hmm. be together. Where mm-hmm. the Queen is like, I I don't. She needs me, and every time she does that, I'm like, mm-hmm. Mia, you're right there. You can just stay in the castle and still help her and be married. It will be fine. You'll exactly. figure it out. Mm-hmm. but at the end when she goes up to joe and and says will you marry me or however she says it mm-hmm. and when he says what does he say he says like finally i think or yeah, something something he like says that yeah. something and then they go up to the priest the priest says finally because mm-hmm. they go to the oh, yeah the like, priest we want it. to be married please <laughs> he's like finally and <laughs> queen clarice is like what it cracks me up that she doesn't get that literally everybody in the entire freaking country knows like everybody knows lady everybody knows it's so funny oh queen oh i love it Mm -hmm. and there's just there's so many great scenes in this movie i love chris having to ride on that old bicycle to get to the wedding it's so bizarre so bizarre (laughs) but so funny i need to borrow your horse he needs it. Lord Devereux needs to borrow my horse. Uh-huh. He's like, how am I sp-? in the, the, the farmer's like, how am I supposed to herd sheep with a bike? I guess <laughs> you're like, going to figure it out, dude. Cause you figure gone. it out. Cause your horse is gone. gone. Yeah. Um, and just the fountain scene where they both fall into the fountain when the they're like, flirting. oh my gosh. It just the, cracks me up. The stair scene where she's like looking at her huge rock on her finger mm-hmm. and trying mm-hmm. to make him feel like uh-huh. she's in love. And he's like, you're, you're not in love. Like mm-hmm. he, he called her on it, but just, mm-hmm. uh, the chicken scene in the <laughs> throne room. Uh, can I just, can I just, and I'm like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Chicken. Julie grabs her. 
a princess does not chase a chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, There's so, so many things you need to learn, obviously, <laughs> Mia. <laughs> it's uh, just so great. Such chaos. Oh my gosh. So much chaos. And like, just even at the beginning when she's doing anything and her, how does her bracelet just like go? I don't know. Like, it's, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know how these things happen to her. I don't, I don't know. And then it's she just, steps on Chris's foot. It's like, oh, that's funny. And then the like, whole like. That he, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He yeah. deserved it. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, like at the, oh, begin- you mean, like, like, the very the, beginning. Yeah. The very beginning. She accidentally oh. steps on his foot. Well, that's cute. Yeah. And that's cute. But then, mm-hmm. it, then how they bring it back around and mm-hmm. she just. <laughs> she just like casually walks up to him. So nice. Oh, Lord Devereaux. Mm-hmm. Yes. On the foot. Storms off. <laughs> and I yeah. love Clarice's reaction in the kitchen. She's like, well, as a queen, I cannot condone it. But as a grandma, right on. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can I quote, I seriously can quote this whole movie. It mm-hmm. is such a fun movie. And I'll shut really up now is. a little bit. It I have one fun. more little thing. Mm-hmm. But it's so much fun. So what I want, what I want, what I crave mm-hmm. is I want a follow-up movie where Mia and Nick are married mm-hmm. finally, because mm-hmm. we know they didn't get married at the end. He mm-hmm. just, they were dating. Right. And I need their main character, the main character to be their child mm-hmm. <laughs> and growing up in Genovia and like right. figuring things. Like, I want this child to be like Mia <laughs> exactly, Clumsy and trying to figure and, things yeah. out as a new, pr- like as a princess or a prince, it could be a prince for all I care. I don't yeah. care. I want a follow Mm-hmm. And one of the TikToks that I, I was doing, and that should be posted at this point, or I'll post this week because we're doing Princess Diaries. Mm-hmm. They asked Julie if there's another one in the mix, because there's been rumors mm-hmm. going on the past, like, no, like even new ones in the past new year that too? I found mm-hmm. of possibly a third Princess Diaries. Mm-hmm. And Julie said, no, I, the thing I read was, yeah, Julie was like, and nah, it's been too long. Sorry. Pass. I don't think, but here's the thing. I don't think it's been too long. If we do this. Yeah. But they would have this, to do something similar to this. Not just, yeah, not just. Yeah, Nick and, yeah. They would have to do like me and Nick are married and mm-hmm. it would be the child and Clarice would just be the old grandma and it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what we should do. We'll see. But it may be sad. Yeah. But Julie, it seems not interesting. Julie's like, Anne's older. I'm no, she, she said that if the call came, she might. Mm-hmm. I think believe in there. I don't know. I probably part of it too is with Gary being gone. I'm sure it's going to be harder. That's the other part, you know, that's the other part with, and I, and if they did a third one, it should have been before Gary was gone, but Mm -hmm. I just want, I want to know. Mm hmm. I know. Give me a book then. Disney, give me a book. I need a book. We can read the original books. Meg- no, yeah. no, no. I know this was based off of Meg Cabot's book, but I want a Disney book of what happens to them later on. Uh, what I read too about the original books is it is not. No, it's this. nowhere near this. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's the, the feel goods aren't going to be the same at all. No. From what I understand. No, I love these movies too much to read those books and to ruin it for me. Like, yeah. and that's rare for me to say. Mm-hmm. Normally I would rather read the books, but I just have this feeling that the Meg Cabot books are going to be a lot more of the style of young adult writing that I don't uh, like mm-hmm. and that I normally would never read. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to stick with my Disney movies. Makes sense. Keep it there. But yeah, yeah that's what makes I want. Sense. Yeah. Okay. I'll it. be quiet. I don't really think I have much 
different things to say. Love this movie just as much more than the first one before I said this. Lily, I said already, Lily is so much better in this movie than she was in the first one. I love mm-hmm. her in this. So much more supportive and involved. And I loved her little flirtation with, I, I don't know what his title is. The the guard, the, the royal guard. guard, yeah, guy. Yeah. That was pretty cute. I, I liked that too. That was adorable. But yes, much, much better. And I'm glad Lily came back, especially knowing that they're friends in real life. Yes. It's like, yay, they got to work together again. That's so great. I already said I wish Raven was in it more just because I love Raven. You know, I don't know what her purpose would have been, but I just like her. So (laughs) I would have been fine with seeing her in it. We've already went over how awesome it is that Julie Andrews sings. That was one of my notes, too. And I would love to see a movie just to see what the heck the Queen and Joe are doing with their free time. Just this like what we need. What what are they do in retirement? Like what is the queen up to? That's what I would like TV to TV show. Ah, we could do that. Come on, Julie. Come on, do something. Princess Diaries TV show. Something. Give us nice. something. Mm-hmm. So many different ways you could take it, honestly. I forgot the scenes with the the the, the announcer guy. I love mm-hmm. at the end. I think I can hear you from yeah. San Francisco, but just in case, here's she my just number. Like, casually, I'm like, who does <laughs> like, that? Casually puts it Lily, in. who does that? Come on. Who who are you? Best friend of Princess Mia riding in the stag. Mm-hmm. The prettiest girl is riding in the stag. <laughs> His voice cracks. It's so cute. I did like their little relationship. It's adorable. And I forgot the scene where Mm -hmm. Mia's like debating to go like spend time with with Nick before the the day before or the couple days before her wedding. Mm -hmm. And Lily's like, do you want da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da or do you want to spend one romantic night with the man of your dream or something like how she like you're almost prince charming or something you're almost prince charming i'm like oh lily look at your supportiveness i know of cheating on her now that's in my head i'm just like well technically but i'm just like if i was lily i'd be like so you should go (laughs) because seriously well nothing against jacoby but he really wasn't i don't know it's he's cute it's chris pine i know he's he's cute but there's no like there's literally no chemistry there's no, literally which nothing, they definitely no emphasize mm-hmm. yes. yeah nothing and it's like that's not how it works yeah that was the whole point was she obviously had chemistry with one and not the other so that's why he didn't feel bad and she didn't feel bad and everything was okay at the end yeah and i in her speech at the end of like i can rule without a husband it's Mm -hmm. like look at little mia like from the very Mm -hmm. beginning of princess diaries to now where you are Mm -hmm. and she just the transformation through both movies it's just they did such a good job with her character and i love palomar he's like I like change or something about I like change. I've been thinking about growing a mustache. Well, you look great in a mustache. Gentlemen, just like, gentlemen. Oh, no, no, no. Come on, focus. All right, we don't have time for this. <laughs> we need to get the vote, okay? Stand down. Nope. Soften, soften. <laughs> like that, so I know that always cracks me up. The way that when he's coaching her and then she's just, no, no, no. <laughs> soften, no, stop. Soften. <laughs> just the stare is hilarious to me. Okay, we didn't even talk about the shut up scene in the first one or the second one. Oh, I forgot about the shut up. Oh my gosh. So funny. She looks so offended. And then. And says, shut up. Shut up. Like, 
I'm sorry. How dare you speak to the queen that way? Oh my goodness. The queen does it in the second movie. And then they have to re-explain again. Well, you see, shut up doesn't always mean Me, shut up. Shut up. It means, <laughs> gosh, oh my word. And she's like, just shush. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> it's so funny. But to have Julie Andrews say, shut up. I'm like, yep. Well, Mia rubbed off on her. Mm-hmm. And Mia's like watching through the little people. Oh my gosh. And she's yeah. like, yeah. And it echoes. And she's like, <laughs> but Clarice knows. She's like, and she found the hiding spot. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Moving on before you realize what's happening. Exactly. Let's wrap this up. Okay. Speaking um, of wrapping up, any other? No. We've been going for a while. We have, but this these are just fun movies to talk about. So much fun. I'm so watching Princess Diaries after this. Probably mm-hmm. just the second one because I love the second one. Yeah, the second so one is much. so much fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, what are we doing next week? I have no idea. What week is this coming out? I don't remember. I think this is the last week. Let's see. So, oh my gosh, it's Halloween. We're at the end of the month. It's Halloween, people. And people. Brace yourselves. It's been Halloween in my life for a very long time, but we are Yes, I can tell in, in your background. We're officially in Halloween now <laughs> in the podcast. What? Like, guys, we are walking into Hocus Pocus. One and I'm two. I'm so excited. Because the second one like, is about to-, to be out. Hold on. What is today? It's only two Hold days. On. Three days. Two days. Two days. Two days, three days, two days away. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Today's the 28th of September. So two days. Mm-hmm. So in two days. Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. 48 hours. Mm-hmm. We, we can watch be the here. second Hocus Pocus. We <laughs> shall be here. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. I'm excited for the TikToks we're going to do because I have like, I have been saving Hocus Pocus TikToks for us to do since we knew the second it's one gonna was going to be coming out. Like it's it gonna is going to be. be so much fun. And then you know there'll be some new ones popping up once this movie uh, comes out. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Because yes. they're going to get the audios from the second movie because yep, it's going exactly. straight to Disney Plus. So you yes, know people yes. are going to like pirate it and get us the sound. I don't care what you people do. We will all use it. I don't care. <laughs> so, Just get us the sound. <laughs> do whatever you do. It's fine. So next week, we aren't going to talk about Hocus Pocus 2 yet. Mm-hmm. Next week, we'll be going over Hocus Pocus 1 and what we love yep. about it and all the things we normally do with the movies. Mm-hmm. Week 2 will be Hocus Pocus 2. Yay! And then there's only two Hocus Pocuses, so there's not much more there we is. can do with that. But, of course, yeah. we will continue to go through Halloween. Mm-hmm. I was trying to pull up the list. Oh, okay. So the uh, first week will be uh, Halloween activities. Yes. So we know you can do Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, which is a freaking awful every time. We know you can do that, <laughs> but if you're in Orlando on vacation or you live here, what else can you do that's nearby and not just Universal? I'll bring up some other stuff too. Okay, there's some stuff in like Tampa area too, isn't there? There's stuff everywhere. There's stuff. <laughs> everywhere. Well, do you okay? Do you know Dan? Dan, our friend who comes on with Star, Star Wars, Wars. Dan. He actually will. He works. I I think he's done Bush Gardens. Is that what's over in Tampa? Yes. So they have. So they have a Halloween hollow thing. Hollow scream. He has been a character. Mm-hmm. He has been a character like a scary character Scare in that one before. I think he's done Universal before too as a character. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. I, he's he has pictures up on his face on his social. Mm-hmm. but yeah that's like his thing so yeah I wonder Ooh, maybe I should see if he wants to come on the podcast and talk about that sort of stuff he surely can and I would gladly I'm going to text him 
I think I'm and going to text him. I need to ask him too because Robbie thinks we have another friend now that he thinks also does the scare acting, and I'm just like, hmm. So I wonder if they work together. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll reach out to him. And then what are we doing fourth week? The history of the haunted mansion because Woo! we have never done that. And I there's some guy we follow on TikTok, and I'm so sorry because I can't remember his name. Anyway, he loves the haunted mansion, and he's always talking like these little fun facts, and I'm like, oh. We have not done that. We should do a whole episode dedicated to the Haunted Mansion and the history we of the Haunted Mansion because we love it. We should. We should also see if there's any updates on the new Haunted Mansion movie. That's true. I'm looking to that too because I have no yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. No yeah. clue. So we are excited for October. Halloween is going to be so much fun. I'm actually getting a costume this year. Like I'm yeah, pretty proud of myself. Right. Yeah. I'm I'll very to post excited. that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I will be going. Wait, what's today in real today. time? It's a Wednesday. Is the tw- okay? 28th. So tomorrow in your time, podcast people, not in my time. So September twenty ninth. So the 29th, I will be going to Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. <sighs> ah, so I will have pictures from that too. Yeah. Yay! And Hope's gonna be there soon too. She's yes. leaving next week. Yeah. So she will also be at the party, and I can't wait to hear her opinions on it. Yes, I'm and excited. her costume. And I would love to see Yeah, that. I'm interested to see. She's really good with that sort of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen pictures of her costumes. She's awesome. She's better at, than at me. I'm buying my costume because I cannot make things. It's easier. It's so much <laughs> easier. At the end of the day. But super, did I tell you what I'm doing? Yes. I don't. Did you want to share it on here or you wanted to save it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to I want to save it. it. Okay, I'm not, I won't say it. So okay. you guys know it has something to do with something I talked about in the Star Wars summit. Because of course it does. I'm Look going to someone in Star Wars this year. Look at her. Of course she is. Of course. Listen, I've never done a Star Wars themed Halloween party or I Halloween just, costume in my life. In life, it makes no sense that you have not. So I know. I'm just saying, and now you're like a grown up and everything. So if you're going to have a costume and you can make an effort <laughs> to, of course. I get like yeah. the children's museum. You're like, I'm not going to like go buy a whole fancy costume, right? To be around the kids. I get yeah. that. But if you're going to be out like doing, you know, with other grownups and things, of course. The only thing I'm worried about is because there's a Halloween party I have to go to. The only thing I'm worried about is someone spilling something on this costume. I, would, I will kill them. <laughs> I would literally be like, you need to stand five feet away from me. I'm you sorry. You need to be away from me. <laughs> I'm so sorry to ask because you this. I will no. not be getting, I will not be doing the, I will not be partaking in the activities as <laughs> I'm trying to do this family friendly. It's so funny though. <laughs> I will not be partaking um, as indulgently as some people will be. So I'm just like, stay away. Mm-hmm. Go. Yeah. But I'm super excited. Okay. We need to wrap up. Yeah, we're done. Yep. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for being with us for the Julie Andrews month. We love Yay. her. Go watch the movies. If you've never watched them, if you haven't watched them, you have problems. Am I wrong? I just, we just recommend them highly. Especially the Mary Poppins movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. The first one. Next month. Halloween, get ready for the spooky scary. Are you gonna reuse our our, our Halloween intro? I yes, yes. From last year, I know I have it saved somewhere, and well, I can I'm find exci- it. I love that intro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to do but. themed things when I have time to do it. <laughs> and yeah, you surely know I'm not going to do another one, so we will reuse. Yeah, <laughs> we will recycle. So check us out on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, yes, website. Yes. yes. Ooh, my new, my show. Yes. I, so I should have announced it like a couple episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> literally my show relaunched on the 2nd of September. 
So if you want to continue to hear my ramblings about non-Disney things, I have a podcast that I have renamed. It used to be the 139.14 podcast for our viewers who have been around for a while. Mm -hmm. It is now just called the By Ashley Danny podcast. So I can talk Mm -hmm. about more things than just faith, which I'm still in doing, but not to the extent that I was doing before. I was getting a Mm -hmm. little preachy Mm -hmm. and I I hated it. Mm -hmm. I don't like to preach Mm -hmm. on this. So talking about lots of things from creative things to faith to football seasons going on. I am amidst a football season because my boyfriend loves football. So mm-hmm. I pretty much have been watching it all month at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm a part of a fantasy football league. So that's, that's my there life right now in, in the fall is, is football. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. But yeah, Sammy, anything yes. else? You got your new, I mean, you already mentioned it, but you got the new podcast. Yeah. A new podcast. Definitely not family friendly. Repeat, this is not family friendly. It is about horror movies and there is adult language as you would expect from watching horror movies anyway. But yeah, it's the Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast if you want to check it out, if you like scary movies. Right now we're starting with Scream. So it's our first series. And that's, I'm like, what do I want to say? The series that we're doing is the Scream movies. All right. Bye, (sighs) Pixie Dusters. All right. We will see you next month. Bye. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Shall we begin? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, motivational Hey, it's Robert from Limitless Broadcasting, reminding you to tune in to Limitless Broadcasting Network anywhere you get your podcasts, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Check us out today.